So let's see here real quick. We'll try to do this really quick if we can. So don't spend too much time thinking about it. All right. What's your name? Jenny. What's your name? James. Let's, let's get closer. This is, otherwise, this will be really hard to do. All right. Here we go. Here we go. All right. So we got Jenny. Santana. Santana. Carlos. Carlos. Let's face the face out here. All right. Step up on the here. Just come up here on the platform. We need we need we need more space. We need more space. This is good. All right. I'll stand down here so you guys everyone can see you. All right. Uh, favorite color? Uh, green. Red. Green. Black. Wow. Awesome. So we got a couple, but we're still kind of different. Um, not to bring about bad emotions or tears. Favorite childhood pet that maybe died. Um, <laughs> I would have to say. Uh, Speedy. Speedy. What Speedy, was Speedy? My turtle. Speedy <laughs> turtle. Yes. Did you make soup? We did not. No. Okay. Fluffy, my black mix of a shepherd and um, a shih tzu. All right. Raven, my cat. All right. Zach, our dog. All right. So uh, did that bring up some sad emotions there? No? You guys are good? Okay, good. I didn't want to do that. Um, what is one thing? I'll give you just maybe 10 seconds to think of this. What is one thing that you think is kind of cool and interesting about yourself that you think maybe no one else up here has going on for them? All right? So, all right. I'll give you one, two, three. Are you thinking? You got it? Something that's kind of unique? Okay. Jenny? I draw on my walls at home. That is cool. And does your mom yell at you for that? Uh, No, she does not. She encourages it. Wow. (laughs) We're going to your house. I can draw 3D pictures. Okay. Of like, like my video games I play. I can draw things I see in my video games. Awesome! 3D. I can't do that. Don't know. You don't know what's one no. thing? Help us out here. Uh, where's 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 your? Oh, there, Jim. What's what, what's something that makes Carlos unique? Your sleep? That's not it. Everyone sleeps. All right. I can reach the top shelf in the house. There we go. Awesome. Awesome. And if you, believe it or not, everyone else in this household is standing right now. All right. Thank you, everybody. So there's some little silly things, but we kind of get the idea that we all are very different, right? We have different ages, different genders, different sizes. Those who can reach the top shelf, those who can't. We all have different life experiences, right? Some of us had turtles named Speedy, and and our moms let us draw on the walls. Others, you were never allowed to have a turtle named Speedy, because that was just deemed inappropriate for a house pet, and and you would never, ever dream of writing on the walls. And so we all have very different ways in which we've lived life, different things that have happened to us, different things that we've done. Something that's unique about me, I've only broken one bone in my entire life that I know of. It was my brother's. There we go. It wasn't not my own. It was my brother's. There are good things that are unique about each and every one of us, right? There's good things. That's what, hopefully, why our friends like us. Hopefully, why uh, we're able to do our jobs or our hobbies well. There are things that are, there's also things that aren't good about us that make us unique, right? Some of us can be a little cranky. Uh, maybe some of us have bad habits or 
uh, like picking your nose when you drive or, um, you know, something more serious. Who knows? But for better or for worse, we are all unique, right? Now, there's going to be some similarities. We find people that we have things shared and in common. And I'm not going to, I could have gotten into science in, in DNA and all of that, but I decided to do something a little less scientific and just ask people their favorite color this morning to prove that we all can be different. So I think we all understand that. But for better or for worse, we're all unique. And in our uniqueness, God has chosen us to be his children. How many of you you've babysit or nannied or have kids of your own? You realize, of course, science is maybe going that way, but you can't custom order a kid, right? Uh, they come out unique. Uh, we've got almost soon to be four kids, and so far, each and every one of them is very different from the other. There may be some overlapping similarities, but they're all very different, very unique for good reasons and some for bad reasons. So in the same way, we each are very unique, right? We come into this world very unique. We've got good things. We've got bad things about us going on that make us different from anyone else. Why is this so important? John chapter 15, verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. So a lot of times we, we have to understand in our uniqueness, there's good things and there's bad things that, that make us unique. And the reality is that it's not that God chose us necessarily because we're so different or unique. We always kind of interpret that sometimes we break it down individually. But the reality is it's God chooses even you, even me. God chose us. We didn't go and choose him. And so despite our negative uniqueness, despite the fact that maybe we wouldn't think ourselves the best candidate to, to be one of Christ's disciples, someone to take his message to the world around us, even though we think in our uniqueness, we're not qualified to do what Christ is calling us to do. The reality is, despite what you think, despite you thinking your uniqueness disqualifies you or keeps you from being able to do anything fruitful or productive in the body of Christ, the reality is God chooses even you. And as we go on here, he not only chooses us, not because we are so smart or we decided we needed Jesus and, and went looking for him, but said, as we know, he came to us even when we did not realize we needed him. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11. In Christ we have also obtained an inheritance, having been destined according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things according to his counsel and will. So he not only went out and said, man, you're unique, you're unique, you guys are just a hot mess, you're all so different. You know what? Despite that, I'm choosing all of you and I'm bringing you all together as my children. Quirks and all. In all your uniqueness. In fact, I find it beautiful. And I'm going to use each and every one of you in your uniqueness. God has amazing, beautiful, and miraculous plans 
for saving the lost, and we get to be a working part of his plan. We obtained an inheritance, meaning we became his children. We not only inherited life, and we not only inherited uh, salvation and became a part of God's family, but he said, you know what? Not only am I choosing you and taking you, I'm going to use you in beautiful, amazing, wonderful ways. And this is very important for us to understand because a lot of times we ask, well, why me, God? Why, why me? Okay, I get you want to save the world. You know, you, want, you love me, you save me. But why would you want to use me? There's other people so much more qualified. There's other people so much better looking and, and smarter and more talented. So why me? Psalm 139, verse 1 through 16. This song coming out of the psalmist's heart here kind of gives us a little glimpse as to maybe why us. O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I am far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. Now remember, it was David writing this. David didn't do everything perfect, right? That's kind of a, it's a cool thought, but it's a, it's a scary thought at the same time. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. Man, if only we could give him a bleep button sometimes, that would be good. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. Another translation says, you hem me in from the front and the back, meaning God comes in and he kind of squeezes around us and protects us and, and moves us and guides us and helps steer our lives. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. And that other translation will just say God's hand. And sometimes blessing also is correction. The, the weight of your presence is on my life. Such knowledge is, is too wonderful or is just too fantastic for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. Even if I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me. And your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to come night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body or, or being, meaning even the parts of our spirit and our soul. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. As I was woven together in the dark of the womb, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. What a beautiful song. What a beautiful 
poem of, of God's divine working in our life, even from very conception of us. So, so why me? Why you? Why us? Because God knows every part of our being. He knows every part of us, what makes us tick, our personalities, our life stories, the good and the bad. He knows what makes us different from anyone else, what makes us happy, sad, hopeful, afraid. And he knows exactly how to take all of those unique, fractured parts of our being and form a beautiful work that helps reveal and share the hope and life we have in Christ with others. With others who are also unique people that God is wanting to call out of death and into life. Why you? Why me? Why us? Because God knows that we may be that uniquely imperfect mirror of him that someone else needs in that moment to see Christ. And in the uniqueness of who they are in their situation, to see the hope and life of Christ revealed. Why is it so important that we realize that we are loved, we are forgiven, and that we're unique? And that God chooses us in our uniqueness? Is because we have to realize that God has a reason for doing things. He has an order, he has a purpose to things. And God in his infinite wisdom, if he can see everything that we're doing and knows everything about us and knows the words that we're going to say before we say them, and not only that, we know that through his Holy Spirit, he can give us words to say that are his words and not our own. He knows other people's thoughts. He knows other people's hurts and stories and everything else that makes them unique as well. And he knows exactly which one of his children in that moment in time, whose story and uniqueness is going to best help reveal his grace and his love and his forgiveness to someone else. A while back, God kind of gave me a bit of a song, I guess, and was just playing in, in the words of this idea that in our secret place in that womb from very conception as we're being formed that even then God could look down and he saw the rhythm of our heart so to speak he saw our uniqueness and this idea that you know everyone marches to their own little drum that within each and every one of our being we've got our own rhythm we've got our own ways that make us us different ways of we had our own way of thinking our own personality and God, who sees all and knows all, is orchestrating this beautiful divine symphony. This beautiful divine symphony of his grace and his love and his mercy. And in it, he looks down and, and he saw me in all my imperfections. He saw me in my uniqueness and he said, I can use that. And so he began to write a purpose, began to write a, a, a melody to go along with that rhythm. So that idea that even though we're unique and we think we, there's no way God can use me, yes, God sees you. In fact, he's kind of, in a sense, written a purpose or this song to go along with who you are. 
that weaves beautifully and harmoniously with everyone else's lives that are his children. And as we together allow God to use us, as we together allow God to, to, to write our life song, so to speak, and to shape us and to bring us together, all of a sudden this beautiful chorus of our lives as the body of Christ begins to rise up and the world around us begins to hear and begins to see the beauty of Christ. Why is it so important that we understand this is because in your uniqueness, in your own situation, and it's not that uh, I don't necessarily believe that God causes things to happen in our lives. There's evil in this world. Uh, it's a broken world. Bad things happen. But God can take those brokenness. He can take even the, the negative things of our life and bring purpose and beauty and restoration out of it and begin to use it in such a way to bring order and beauty and hope and peace to other broken people. And so why is it so important that we understand this? Because we have to realize that, that God has chosen all of us, and if one of us is missing, something is missing. That each one of us reflects Christ in a similar but unique way. Because the way Christ heals us, the way Christ works within our lives and redeems our life situations is unique. Someone else in this world thinks that they are so unique and so broken that God can't ever fix them or use them. And the only way they're going to have that lie really broken is to see another person. With the Holy Spirit working through them and in their life, reflecting Christ to them, letting them know that, no, you see that other beautifully broken mirror over there? It may not be fully healed yet, but I can see Jesus shining in that mirror of that person. I can see the light of Christ beaming and reflecting off that person, piercing my soul. So this morning we have a very simple message that I feel God's wanting us to, to get this morning. And that is, you are unique. You are one of a kind, and that also means there is something that God wants done within his kingdom, something God wants done within uh, the body of Christ, that you are the perfect peace for. Right? You're the perfect peace for. And, and sometimes we, we look at our lives and we're like, it doesn't make any sense, God. It doesn't make any sense. How do you see... People, are they going to see you in my, in me? When you take a puzzle piece and you look at it, it doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? That one individual little puzzle piece. And you can cut a puzzle in such a way that there isn't any singular piece that is identical, that is identical or will fit anywhere else. And we are the exact same way. We've all in our uniqueness are individual little puzzle pieces that we won't fit in just anywhere. But as we allow God to place us exactly where we need to be, 
And as the body of Christ, as we come together and allow God to place us exactly where we need to be, and we come together and we connect together as the body of Christ, serving one another, all of a sudden that picture comes into focus, and we see a beautiful picture of Christ. Being revealed, being echoed back in the beauty of his bride. And no matter how unique we think we are, we are a part of Christ's reflection. We're a part of that picture. And if we're not engaging in the body of Christ, if we're calling ourselves believers, if we have accepted Christ, if we believe in him, you're a puzzle piece now. You're a piece of God's kingdom. You're a piece, and Pastor Chris is going to talk more about this next week. You are a part of what God is wanting to do. And so this morning, I want us to, to get in our heads that, yes, we are unique, good and bad, and God has a plan for it. God has a plan for us to be a part of what he's doing. So just real quick here, we've got a, um, it's one reason why we call them connection groups. It's a way to connect as the body of Christ. And I, sorry, I didn't connect, so um, the women's group, so I just put up there. But here's a couple things um, we I talked about earlier. Mom's connection group. Moms, I don't care how old you are, how young you are, if you were super mom or you're the world's worst mom, you fit in this group. Celebrate recovery. Hurts, habits, and hang-ups. Every one of us can identify to what God may be calling you to fit in and to connect with this group. Next. We have our men's connection group. You can tell I put it together. The ends, uh, man, I need some work. It's unique. And you may have the unique skill of being able to do a much better job than I did. So connect, help. <laughs> Women's connection group. Sorry, up. We've got all these things. And these are just little reminders, but ways to remind you that I even fixed it. I even, I, it's just, oh man. Connection. Connection. It's, it's Italian. I don't know. There is a place for you to serve. Obviously, we need help with these slides. Is there any more? What we got? All right. So we're getting ready to watch a video here. These are just a few of the ways that God's already called a few people to kind of step out and to begin serving in the body of Christ, serving one another. It's not complicated. We just have to make ourselves available and say, okay, God, you're choosing me, right? Imperfections, my uniqueness and all. But as we surrender ourselves, submit ourselves to God, we seek him, seek his will first, not our own, he begins to guide and steer and direct us. And the next thing that happens is that we begin to realize that in our serving one another, 
that we are growing spiritually. A lot of times what happens is we, we want to think we need to grow and be super, super Christian, be like the super people in the Bible. And as this video pointed out, the super people in the Bible weren't that super all the time, were they? And so there isn't a single one of us here who's been disqualified from God using us. God's calling us to all serve in some capacity or another. So I'm going to put this out there that we are unique and that God is choosing us and he has a specific plan to use our uniqueness. And so as we go into this, this uh, year, continue on going towards Easter, I'm going to leave this challenge here to pray about and say, okay, God, where do you want me to use my uniqueness? Maybe you, you already are using it and say, okay, God, is there somewhere else or is this good? Can I help train someone else, encourage someone else to use their uniqueness as God has taught and enabled me to? Kevin and Jess, they, they said, we like playing games. We want to play games. Can we start a family game night? Yes. Maybe God's got a crazy idea in your head, a way that you can serve the body and connect. And what it is we are connecting together so we can share the love of Christ with one another and invite the outside world in to these fun places where the body's together. And as they see us interacting, they see us serving one another, they see the full picture of Christ. You want to get it? Amen. So say, I am unique. God has a place for me. I want to let go and let him put me there. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you that, Lord, you have chosen us, even though we are imperfect. And that, Father, you have plans to take even the junk from our past, Lord, and to turn it around in such a beautiful way that your love and your grace and your mercy is shown to the world around us. And, Lord, I pray that you would just help each and every one of us surrender our lives fully to you, so that you could take every unique part of us, that you could redeem it, that you could use it to the fullest capacity to bring glory to yourself. Lord, to, to help uh, save those that are around us, Father, that they might come to know you. And Father, I just pray your blessings upon each and every person here, Lord. I pray against the doubts, against the fear, and I just pray that you would help us all realize that you have a place for each and every one of us. And that you are calling us to serve in your body, Father. Lord, I just ask that you would speak now to each and every one of our hearts and throughout this week. May we be molded and guided and allow you to shape us and, and steer us into the things that you have for us. Lord, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.